Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. In just a few days, we're going to be celebrating Christmas. And I want to look at that Christmas message today, probably in a light that you've never seen it. If you will turn with me to Luke 2, I'm going to begin in verse 1. Familiar passages. And it came to pass in those days, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David. If you look in the uh, book of Micah, it said that Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. What a great way to get him there, taxing. It said, and be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was while they were there, so that the word could be accomplished. It says she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Laid him in a manger, in swaddling clothes. And it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. You know, ever since I was a young girl, the, one of the, my favorite times of Christmas, and a lot of you will agree with me, was the Charlie Brown Christmas show on television. And this passage that Linus read always, always, even from this size, ministered to me. And it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord, right here, one angel, came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto the shepherds abiding in the field, Fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Great joy, which shall be to all people. All people. That's you and I. But great joy will be to all people. For unto you is born this day, born in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with that one angel a multitude, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, peace, good will toward men. Now, what was born? What was born in that manger? What was laid in that manger? Turn with me to John 1. I'm going to begin in first 1. In the beginning, before the world was, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. I talked about this several months ago. That means there were two in the beginning. Two. One was God, one was with God and God. So there were two at least. The same was in the beginning with God. So there's two or three now in heaven. 
There had to be at least two because it said the word was with God and the word was God. The only way you can do that is to have two. It says all things were made by him. and Without him was not anything made that was made. Look at verse 4. In him was life. Was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Look at verse 4 again. It says, in him was life. Let's take a look at that life. Go with me to Proverbs 8. These are some wonderful passages. I'm going to first show you in verse 35 of Proverbs 8. It says, for whosoever findeth me findeth life. So now we know this is the same one that was in John 1 because it said in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Here it says that you find me, you find life. So this is talking about Jesus. This passage that we're about to read is talking about Jesus before he came to earth. Before he was born. Verse 23. And I was set up from everlasting. From the beginning or ever the earth was. So he was before the earth ever was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abiding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills was I brought forth. It says, while as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he stretched, strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment. When he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was with him. I was with him. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of the earth. And my delights were with the sons of men. Now therefore hearken unto me, O you children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul, and all they that hate me love death. This was what was with the Father before the earth was. Back to John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now go to verse 14. And the Word, the one that was with God before the earth ever was, the one that was daily his delight. It says, and the Word was made flesh, made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What does it say? And the word became flesh. It became flesh. Go with me to Hebrews 2. I'm going to begin in verse 16. For verily he took on not him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Jesus took on the seed of Abraham. He didn't take on the seed of an angel. Angels don't, aren't born and they don't die. But what does it say in Luke 2? Let's go back to Luke 2 real quick. It says, verse 11, For unto you is born this day, born, 
born. Have you ever thought about that? This is God, and now he's born. Now he's born. He becomes a baby. Nine months in the womb of a woman. You know, it says later on, I think it's verse 21 there, it says that he was conceived by Mary. Conceived. So that means that Mary had to take her in, into her womb by an egg, by the Holy Ghost, and now we have a baby. A baby. Not something that appeared, but something that was conceived, and he was born. The God that was with God, that was the Word of God, became a baby. Do you know, if you ever thought about a baby, a baby can't feed itself. A baby can't clothe itself. It can't walk around. It can't even speak. It can't even take itself to the bathroom. This is what Jesus became. He became one of us, not an angel, and he didn't appear on the earth. He didn't just appear. He was born. Why was he born? Why did he become a baby? Why did he have to totally be dependent on his parents? Why did he have to trust his parents, that they were going to bring him up. They had to trust his parents that they were going to feed him. He had to trust his parents that they were going to keep him warm. Why? Now, let's go back to Hebrews 2, verse 16. For be he verily took on not him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He became one of us. One of us. Were you born? I think pretty much everybody in this congregation and that's listening to me were born. Were born. He said, verily he took on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things, all things. You see that word all? You see that word all? All things. It behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. It behooved him. He thought it necessary to become just like us. And if he's going to be just like us, he had to be born. He had to be born. He had to be a baby and then a young toddler and then a child and then a teenager and then an adult. And he said, why? Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For indeed he himself has suffered being tempted. He is able to succor, help them that are tempted. He found out exactly what it was like to be a human, a person. He became one of us, one of us. He had, to, he had the same temptations, it tells us in Hebrews, as we had. He was cold on some days, like yesterday. He was hungry. It said that when he went to the, met the woman at the well, that he sat down because he was hungry and he was waiting for somebody to bring him some food. He was thirsty. He became just like us. Now, why? Would the man, the God that was with God, that made the world, that was daily with the Father in heaven, a light that man can't even approach to, for there for eternity, daily the Father's delight. Why would somebody like that give it all up? Give it all up and become a baby, 
a baby. Let's go to Hebrews 10. We are going to see Jesus himself here speaks why, why he did this. It says, verse 5, Hebrews 10, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, this is Jesus, when he cometh into the world, how did he come into the world? As a baby. You know, a baby starts as one cell, one cell. Jesus became one cell. And then it grew, and it grew into a child, a baby, and he was born. He just didn't appear in nine months. He grew from one cell. That's when life starts, folks. That is what the Word of God says. And Jesus became a baby. And it says, Jesus himself, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body. Has thou prepared me? A body. Jesus had to have a body. He had to have a body. And we'll find out why he had to have a body. And to have a body like us, he had to be born. That baby had to be born. And it was for us that he was born. Isaiah 9 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He, Jesus himself said, a body, Father, thou hast prepared me. You gave me a body. Let's go on with that. It says, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifice for sins, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, this is Jesus speaking, lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will. To do the will of the Father. I gave it all up to do the will of the Father. To do the will of the Father. What was the will of the Father? Turn with me to John 7 or John 12, verse 27. This is Jesus speaking. He is now 33 years old. He has been on the earth for 33 years. He came, and while he was here, while those 33 years, especially the last three and a half, you know what he did? He showed us exactly how to walk with God. He showed us exactly how we can walk with God. He walked it for us. He was our example. He showed the disciples, this is what you do when you come up against this. This is where you go here. This is how you follow my word. This is follow me. And then he walks on the water. And you know what? Peter walked on the water too. He showed us exactly how to walk with God. And then, then the very reason he came, Let's start in verse 27. Jesus is speaking. He's getting ready to go to Jerusalem and he's getting ready to die on the cross. And he says, now is my soul troubled, but what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Look at this next phrase. But for this cause, for this cause came I unto this hour. Why was that baby born? For the very hour Jesus was getting ready to go to. That baby was born, born of a woman, raised with a mother and father, became an adult, showed us how to walk with God, 
baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, he never could do a miracle until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Why? He was our example. He was showing us exactly how to do this. He was our example. And for three and a half years, he was our example. And then, and then, for the very reason he came, the very cause he came, he made a way so that we could walk the same way. He was the one that paved the way for us. And the only way to pave a way to get us to walk, to be sons and daughters of God was to die. Was to die. He had to overcome death. The only way somebody can die is they have to be born. You can't die if you're not born. You can't die unless you're born. Jesus was born. He was born so he could die. And when he died, he took on our sin. He took on everything that was between us and the Father. He took on our sin. That body on the cross took our perversities. He took our weaknesses. He took our sickness. He took the disease, our disease. He took our perverseness. He took on everything that was between us and the Father. Why? That's why he was born. That's why the Father sent him. That's why when the shepherds heard, they said, peace on earth, goodwill to men. Why are we so excited that this baby's born? Because he's going to die. Because our sacrifice came into the world to live, to show us how to walk, and then to die for us. And you know what's so wonderful about that death? It satisfied the Father. The death of Jesus, crucified on the cross, every bone out of joint, carrying our deficiencies, carrying our sins, our sicknesses, our poverty, our weakness, our fear, our our mental diseases. He took it all and he satisfied the father and then the father raised him from the dead. The father said, you are no more dead. You will no more be dead. You have satisfied me concerning all of us. Concerning all. You have satisfied me. Now come out of the grave. Now come out of the grave. And when Jesus was raised, our sins were forgiven. Our sicknesses were healed. Our poverty ended. All we have to do to receive it, to manifest it in front of us so that we walk in it is to believe it. Now let's go back to Luke 2 and we'll finish. Let's take a look again at what the angels told the shepherds. It says, and the angel said unto them, fear not, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Why? Because he's born so he could die so we could live. He was born so he could die so we would live. When Jesus was raised from the dead, we were raised with him so that we could live. 
And let's finish. It says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, a Savior, the man that came to die for us, to be buried for us, to be raised again for us. And you shall find a sign unto you. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, a multitude. Can you imagine? Out in the field, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Why peace? Because he came to die for us. Because he came to be buried and to be raised again for us. And on earth, peace, good will toward men. Good will towards you. Good will towards you. The Father had Jesus born for you. Unto us a son is given. Unto us a, a child is born for you. Unto us. He was sent here for you. He was sent here to forgive you. He was sent here to heal you. He was sent here to get rid of your poverty so you could be rich, a son and a daughter of God. He was sent for you, and he was sent in good will for you. Now, what do you have to do? You have to say thank you. And how do you say thank you? Romans 10, 10 says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and you speak it with your mouth, thank you, Father, Jesus came. He, was, he died, he was buried, and he was raised again for me. The word of God says you shall be saved. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.